This is Ria. Welcome to Little Stories for Tiny People. Where I am, it is winter and it is cold. My house is surrounded by tall trees and all the leaves are gone by now. It's that time of year when at night you just want to be cozy in your bed with a super warm blanket. Our story today is perfect for when you are wrapped up in that cozy blanket on a cold night. And if it's not a cold night where you are, pretend it is, just for a little while. That's right, I'm encouraging you to use your imagination. I know you're good at that. Let's get straight to it. We haven't a moment to waste. It's called A Walk in the Woods. Take it away, Om. Remember, there are no pictures. You can imagine them in your mind. You can imagine them however you want. Okay, let's go. It was a brisk winter morning, the day Kip decided to go for a walk. He'd never taken a walk before. It simply wasn't done. There was food to be gathered, predators to be avoided, and outfits to be selected for events like the annual acorn dance party. Kip was planning to wear a smart blue suit with a golden bow tie, but that was only once a year, and it wasn't until next week anyway. Kip had finished gathering nuts for the depths of the cold, and he didn't feel like working on repairing the crack in the wall of his tree hollow that had grown over the past month. And his mind kept going back to weeks earlier when he'd seen people in the forest. Their big, ungainly foot paws inside those strange boots made crunching sounds on all the leaves as if the people didn't care at all who might know they were coming. Were they paws? They certainly weren't hooves. He knew that. No other creatures around seemed to have those kinds of feet. Kip had only seen the feet a few times, like last year when he'd seen a person stop, sit on a boulder, and take off its boot to get a pebble out of it. The person had even taken off its sock and shaken it out. Ooh, the smell was just... Oh, it was bad. In that moment, Kip finally understood why human people kept their ghastly footpaws hidden away. Anyway, that day he'd known the people were coming from about a mile away due to their mindless leaf crunching and their overwhelming smell. Kip had all kinds of plans for how to deal with predators, including humans, even though they were quite helpless. They had small, blunt teeth and the most pitiful claws you can imagine, which, this always made Kip laugh, they actually cut to render them even less dangerous. Really, you can't make this stuff up. Humans were slow in their movements, especially since they carried so much stuff with them all the time. Kip liked to mentally rehearse how he'd handle a person coming at him. First, a 
quick claw scratch to the eyeball. Then, a bite to the hand. That would be enough for most people. They were strangely terrified of their own blood. And if it happened to be one of the few that had some type of a weapon, he had plenty more plans to deal with that. Yes, Kip had a lot of fun plotting his defenses against such ungraceful creatures. But in truth, humans ignored squirrels. And most of them didn't seem interested in eating him. So, as the humans approached, Kip didn't bother moving out of sight. As they passed, and as Kip tried to waft their smell away from his nose, he watched them with his big eyes. There were two big people and two tiny ones. One of the tiny people made little noises with its mouth. Then another person seemed to come out of nowhere from a different direction. How did I miss that one? This other person was by himself and seemed to take some care as he walked. He didn't smell nearly as bad as the others. Kip peered from around a tree as the solitary person met the others on the path. How's it going? Kip rolled his eyes. This was so typical, he could script the conversation himself. All right, how you doing? All right, how you doing? Beautiful day, huh? Beautiful day, huh? Have a good one. Sure is. Well, have a good one. You too. But then, one of the tiny people said something off script. We're going for a walk. Oh, yeah? We're going for a walk. Just because. Huh. Well, me too. Hope you have a nice walk. The people parted ways. Kip stood there, blinking his big brown eyes. We're going for a walk? Just because? All this time, he thought the humans passing through the forest were doing something useful, like finding food or water or gathering sticks to make a shelter or finding materials to make their strange paw coverings or, at the very least, gathering items to fashion into outfits for their dance parties. But this tiny person had just revealed that not only were they doing absolutely nothing useful, they were not even trying to do something useful. They were going for a walk just because. Since that day, Kip had thought of this exchange many times, turning it in his mind, trying to understand it. What did just because mean? Kip was usually alone as he went about his work, and sometimes, though he would never admit it to you if you asked, sometimes... He talked to himself, just to think things through, you know? When that tiny person said they were going for a walk just because, why didn't anyone correct him? Why didn't the big people say, please excuse our helpless offspring? We are in fact in a very important mission to find metals to use for constructing one of our big metallic birds. Big metallic birds are the forest way of saying airplanes. But they didn't correct him. 
They just smiled and laughed and agreed. Like they were really out in the forest just because. It was so silly. Kip laughed about it for days. Sometimes he'd be in the middle of something, like cracking open an acorn, and he'd just burst out laughing. It was hilarious. What a useless way to spend a day. Did those people truly have so much food stored and that strong of a shelter that they had time to do things for no reason at all? It was just so hard to believe. It was one of the funniest things Kip had ever heard in his life. But in truth, he also kept thinking, kept wondering if maybe the people are onto something. Maybe it would be nice to go for a walk just because. Kip pushed this absurd idea out of his mind. But it kept bubbling up. And so it was that now, weeks later, after he'd already done a lot of work for the day, and he didn't really have much else that had to be done, he decided he would try it for himself. To get it out of his system, that's all. He'd probably discover it was boring and silly and never do it again. But it couldn't hurt to try. So, Kip put on his favorite plaid pants, and he set out into the woods. It wasn't long before he realized he needed a cover story. He kept passing animals, and they kept asking him what he was up to. He was an honest fellow, so he tried out the same phrase the tiny person had used. Uh, I'm going for a walk just because. The first time he said this to a deer named Yasmina, the words felt strange in his mouth. It felt as though his tongue was made of wool, gathering around the words as they tumbled out. Yasmina narrowed her eyes and pushed her glasses up her nose. Huh? What does that mean? Kip smiled and mumbled something she couldn't quite make out. Oh, just, you know, I'm just going through the woods and I don't know, I'm just trying and to get And scurried somewhere. off. Yasmina stared at him for a few beats before heading off towards a delicious-looking branch on her roller skates. Next, he passed by a frog he'd known for years. He had known the frog's name at one time, but he'd forgotten it at another time along the way, and they were now well past the point when he could get away with saying, Hey, can you tell me your name again? He always hoped to overhear the frog's name from someone else, but this never happened. Hello, Kip. How are you doing? Oh, hello. You. <laughs> I'm well. How about yourself? Still hopping. <laughs> and what are you up to today, Kip? I'm... I'm... Well, I'm going for a walk. Just because. The frog, whose name he couldn't remember, was it Abram? It might have been Abram. He was about 
73% sure it was Abram. Anyway, Abram, or whatever his name was, looked at him with curiosity. Okay, well, bye, Kip said and tried to leave. But maybe Abram hopped along beside him. Just because? What does that mean? I've never heard those words together like that. It means... Hey, look over there! Kip pointed wildly in the direction from which he'd come. Maybe Abram turned around to look. Kip scampered off as fast as he could, feeling like a terrible squirrel. This just because Walk was turning him into a mean creature. He couldn't believe his own rudeness. Guilty as he was, he also felt relieved to be alone. He continued walking and gazing up at the leafless trees, stark against the gray sky, filled with whitish-pink tufts of clouds. It was cold, but dry, and the breeze had no bite against Kip's fur, as it sometimes did in the depths of winter. The sun was not strong, but still it winked through the pine needles and the trees every so often when the clouds shifted, as if it wouldn't allow itself to be forgotten for more than a few moments at a time. The next time Kip ran into someone, he was ready. Every animal seemed to think he needed a reason to take a walk. It was apparently wrong to go for a walk just because. And even though weeks earlier, Kip would have agreed it was wrong, or at least laughable, now that he was the one taking a walk for no particular reason, he bristled at the idea that someone should make him feel bad about it. It is strange how quickly one's opinions can flip in such a way. So, when he passed a chipmunk he never met before, he was prepared. Hi, said the chipmunk. She was wearing a charming yellow tool belt, holding what looked to be a screwdriver, a tiny hammer, a toothbrush, and a few other odds and ends. She appeared to be finishing up a repair job. Hi, said Kip. He waited for the chipmunk to ask him what he was doing so he could say the new answer he'd been practicing in his head for the last several hours. He imagined just how it would go. And what are you up to? Well, actually, I'm doing some very important research. Oh my, that is fascinating. I just have to ask, what is your research about? <laughs> well, it's classified, so I can't really get into it. Yes, as soon as that chipmunk asked him what he was doing, he would be ready. But the chipmunk with the adorable tool belt simply said, I like your pants. Then she smiled, waved, and stepped inside the elevator. She had just finished repairing. It was set inside a large tree trunk. Kip watched as the chipmunk glided upwards. Kip walked away, 
Feeling both let down that he couldn't see the gleam of interest in her eyes about his imaginary classified research, and at the same time feeling relieved that he didn't go through with misleading her. He wouldn't have been lying, would he? Wasn't he doing his own kind of research, in a way? On he went, over rocks and across streams, through hollowed-out logs and past prickly plants that snagged in his fur. No one else asked him what he was up to. So he was left to his own thoughts on the matter. He was now in a part of the forest he'd never been before. That didn't worry him. His nose was powerful, and he could always find his way home. But it was getting late in the day, and he was feeling hungry. Also, nothing much was happening on this walk. As he stooped for a drink at a stream, he thought perhaps he would turn around. He talked it through with himself. There is a lot I could be doing right now. I could be finding even more acorns. I could finally get around to fixing the crack in the wall. Kip stopped talking and watched as a trio of humans tramped by, their enormous footpaws crunching loudly on the layer of fallen leaves cloaking the ground. Kip reminded himself that these people were not out here collecting berries or metals for their big metallic birds. They were out here just because. And the smiles on their faces were just because smiles. They passed out of sight, deeper into the woods. Kip picked himself up and he kept going, thinking that if so many people did this, there must be some reason for it that he could only learn by continuing on. Night came. Kip was still walking. He was far from home. He was hungry and thirsty. He slurped some more water from a stream. He munched on some acorns. Still, nothing much had happened on this walk. He muttered to himself. I could have spent the day doing something useful. And instead, I wasted it on... Oof! Kip went tumbling. He tripped over a tree root, and he was cartwheeling down a steep hill. A rocky hill. As he tumbled, Kip felt embarrassment wash over him. How silly he was, taking a walk? How utterly useless. Now he'd probably twist his ankle. He imagined himself limping home past the animals. They'd look at him with pity. How'd your important research turn out? They'd ask even though he'd never even told anyone about his fake research. They'd know it anyway. They would look into his soul and know. And they would laugh. (laughs) Can you believe this? (laughs) Finally, after one last tumble, he came to a stop. His face was smushed into the ground. He blinked and rubbed his eyes to get the dust out. Just below his face was a worm, and Kip 
saw that he'd smushed the worm. The worm scowled. You have rumpled my overalls. Just look at them. Kip peered at the worm, who was somehow wearing what looked to be overalls. As Kip tried to work out how a legless worm could be wearing overalls, how do they stay up? The worm squirmed away. Now I have to go iron them. I despise ironing. Kip watched the worm squiggle away until he couldn't see it anymore in the growing darkness. He turned himself over so that he was facing up. He was lying at the very edge of a shimmering lake. There were no trees covering the sky. His mouth dropped open. Above him, looking bigger than he'd ever seen it, was the full moon. Kip had seen the moon, of course. It was there every night. But sometimes, a squirrel forgets how beautiful something is, simply because they've seen it so many times. The moon was so big, so bright. Then, as Kip settled in, amongst the leaves covering the ground, it was as if the stars suddenly popped out from the sky, as if they'd been hiding there under a blanket of night. And someone, maybe the bear up there in the sky, tore the blanket away. Bears are known for taking blankets, you see. It's quite a problem in early winter when they go around taking up all the blankets and, well, that's a story for another time. Anyway, the moon is hard to miss. You look up, it's there. But the stars, they save themselves for those who take the time. They don't let you see them, not really, until you've been looking for a long while. It's as if they know whether you're truly paying attention, and only when you are will they reveal themselves to you. As the minutes ticked by and Kip stared up, thinking the sky could not possibly get more beautiful than this, he saw a brilliant streak across the night. A shooting star. (gasps) It was so fast. If he'd blinked, he would have missed it. Kip felt a lump in his throat and a tear in his eye. Why was he so emotional over a shooting star? In that moment, he understood what a just-because walk was all about. His walk could have gone differently. He could have turned around back near home, embarrassed. He could have gotten all the way here and never tripped. The night could have been cloudy. None of this was guaranteed. It was all by chance, and somehow that made it even more special. Kip glanced around, wondering if anyone else was seeing these stars, if anyone else had seen the shooting star. This show couldn't possibly be just for him. 
but there was no one around that he could see, save for some bats that fluttered across the moon every now and then. Lying there, under the stars, Kip knew he'd take more just because walks. And sometimes nothing would happen on them at all. Maybe he even would twist an ankle on occasion. But he also knew that sometimes, when he was wandering around for no particular reason, something magical could happen. Like a star, millions of miles away, leaping across the sky. Kip gazed up at the stars and the moon and the clouds drifting ever so slowly overhead until his eyes became heavy. At some point, he felt a blanket being pulled over him, tucking him in, undoubtedly from a kindly bear who was perhaps feeling bad about just how many blankets it had taken from other animals. Kip eased his eyes open one last time and stared up at the ever-growing number of stars until he drifted off to sleep. take your own just because walk and do many just because things you never know what magic might come to you when you do little stories for tiny people is written performed and produced by me Rhea Pector Peter K runs my website and puts my stories on the internet for all of you to enjoy special thanks to Om for the super important reminder message at the beginning. And thank you to Zena, Aviva, Laurel, and Isaiah for the sound effects used in this story. And thank you, as always, for listening in.